Welcome back to the John Summer Challenge. Today, we are in John chapter 4, finishing chapter 4 with verses 43 through 54. It is day 8 of the John Summer Challenge, and today we see the second out of eight major signs that the Apostle John records in this book to prove that Jesus is, what? The Son of God. And so let's break this passage down into three scenes. And we're going to learn a lot from them. Okay, number one, we see the familiar Jesus. Number one, the familiar Jesus in verses 43 through 45. It says this in verses 43 through 45. After the two days, he went forth from there into Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem at the feast, for they themselves also went to the feast. Now Jesus had just passed through where? Samaria, right? And is on his way to Galilee. And on his way to Galilee, he basically goes to his disciples and he warns them and says, basically, we will not get as good of a response as we did in Samaria in Galilee. Samaria, we had a good response, but in Galilee, in my hometown, we will not get a good response. The people will reject me. Now, why, they may ask. It is because what he says, a prophet has no honor in his own country. You see, this is where Jesus is from. This is Jesus' home region, Galilee. In fact, in Nazareth, that's where he was raised up. And so, coming back to this place, he recognizes that the people there are going to be too familiar with him. These people are used to Jesus. They're not surprised by Jesus. They're, they've seen his miracles. They've seen his signs. And they are too familiar with who he is. To them, it was the same old Jesus. Nothing special about him anymore. They grew used to all his signs and wonders. And therefore, they only came to Jesus for the wrong reasons. The Galileans uh, only wanted to use God as a miracle worker, not submit to him as their Savior and as their Lord. So let me ask you, those of you who have grown up in the church, those of you who go to youth group regularly, those of you who have Christian families or parents, are you the same way? Are you too familiar with Jesus? Have you also grown so familiar with Jesus without any true saving faith at all? You hear the gospel preached multiple times a week, but maybe it has become too familiar and ultimately boring to you. Do you only seek to use God for what he can do for you, or have you truly submitted to him as Lord and Savior? Is he your Savior, or is he merely a genie in a bottle? For true believers, Jesus never becomes too familiar. The gospel never becomes too repetitive or boring. For true believers, it is as if we find a new Jesus each and every time we come to the Word of God. Not that He has changed, but that we discover something more of Him each and every time we read His Word. We are refreshed and we are delighted 
over and over again. He never becomes boring to us. We always find something more in Jesus, something more to delight in. These Galileans have become too familiar with Jesus and they only seek to use him for his miracles. And so Jesus preps his disciples for this reality that they will be faced with much unbelief and rejection from his home region. Number two, the miraculous Jesus. If number one was the familiar Jesus, now number two, the miraculous Jesus in verses 46 through 49. says this, Therefore he came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. Verse 47, when he heard that Jesus had come out to, uh, out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. This royal official was an unbeliever. He had no faith in Christ, yet he heard about Jesus. He heard about all the signs and wonders that he had been performing, and he even witnessed some of them himself. And so this man, filled with unbelief, comes to Jesus frantically and urgently in hopes that Jesus will use his miraculous power to heal his son. His son is already at the point of death, and being unaware of Jesus' capabilities, the royal official begs Jesus to go to his son physically and heal him immediately. But Jesus knows his heart. And that's why he says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. He knows that this man seeks only a physical healing for his son and not a spiritual healing for himself. That is ultimately what he needs, isn't it? But out of Jesus' great kindness and his amazing grace, Jesus still proceeds to perform this miracle on his son, knowing that it will lead the royal official ultimately to end his entire household to saving faith. Remember, Jesus has a perfect divine plan. He does all things for his glory, what will bring him the most glory. And he knows by performing this miracle, even though this royal official has come with the wrong motives, that he will use it ultimately for his glory. Point number three, the Savior Jesus. We saw, uh, number one, the familiar Jesus. Number two, the miraculous Jesus. And now number three, the Savior Jesus in verses 50 through 54. It says, Jesus said to him, Go, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and, st and started off. And he was now going down. His slaves met him, saying that his son was living. So he inquired of them the hour when he began to get better. Then they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at that hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. Isn't that awesome? 
This is again a second sign that Jesus performed when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. The miracle is performed instantly. All Jesus does is speak and it is done. Doesn't that remind you of something else? When Jesus creates the entire universe, he speaks and it is done. The Lord has led this unbelieving royal official to saving faith one step at a time. At first, the royal official had no faith at all, only coming to Jesus to use him as a healer, as a miracle worker to, to heal his son, only having heard of him and witnessed him from afar. Next, Jesus speaks and says, Go, your son lives, and this man believes his statement. And now finally, after arriving home and seeing that his son was indeed healed, he was led to genuine saving faith in Jesus as he believes once and for all that Jesus truly is the Son of God. And by believing, this royal official and his entire household believes and receives eternal life. This is sign number two out of eight signs that John will use to prove that Jesus is the Son of God. Now we know that Jesus has performed many more miracles that are not recorded in this book, but John records these eight in order to prove that Jesus is the Son of God. And it all points to the greater miracle, the greater miracle where Jesus will die on the cross and raise again in order to bring us new life and forgiveness of sins. So, isn't that an amazing story? A true story of Jesus' incredible power, his miraculous power that ultimately leads to saving faith. Well, that's it for today's devotional. I've got three questions for you. Number one, do you ever find yourself acting like the Galileans, only seeking after God in order to use him for what he can do for you? Are you ever just going to God as if he's a genie in a bottle? Number two, why do you think Jesus still healed the son of the royal official even though all he wanted was a physical healing and not a spiritual healing? Why did Jesus still choose to heal his son even with the official's wrong motives? Number three, why did the Apostle John record this miracle of Jesus? And what was the, his purpose in writing about it? Answer those questions, submit your answers to those questions, and you will be done with day number eight of the John Summer Challenge. I'll see you tomorrow for day nine. Bye.